Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built podcast, and I have Carrie Horn with me. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Better because I'm here with you. Yeah. And I felt like, I mean, I just saw you last night at dinner. So this is like such a treat. I get so much Carrie Horn time in 24 hours, but you guys don't know who Carrie is. So I'm going to share with you who um, Carrie is and how amazing she is. So she's a public relations, strategic marketing, and events expert with over 15 years of industry experience. She's led efforts in-house for brands at agencies and in a corporate setting. Throughout her career, she has developed and executed a variety of business communications and marketing campaigns for clients in the media, tourism, hospitality, real estate, restaurant, consumer product, and sports categories. My goodness. As an event specialist, Carrie has created and managed many impactful gatherings with over 2,000 attendees and representing brands at events with over 300,000 people. She has created integrated and highly engaging cohesive campaigns from top tier advertisers across multiple platforms, including print, digital events, and social media. Most recently, Carrie was a senior marketing director at 5280 Magazine, which is uh, Denver's premier lifestyle publication and media company. Uh, and in nearly 10 years, Carrie tripled the size of the marketing department and built an event division that generated hundreds of thousands of new revenue dollars. Um, in 2017, she's also worked for Alice 105.1 and 99.5 The Mountain. If you're here in Denver, if you don't know those radio stations, then I don't know how you live here. Um, she also spearheaded new events and managed campaigns for AT&T, KeyBank, um, Isle Casino Hotel Blackhawk, Anheuser-Busch, Colorado Rapids. Um, a lot. Carrie's worked with a lot of really big names. So in 2017, Carrie was honored with the Director Level Doer Award from Folio Magazine. She received her bachelor's degree from Roy H. Park School of Communications at Ithaca College with a major in television and radio and a concentration in public relations. She also has a master's degree from the University of Denver in organizational communications and digital marketing. Now in her spare time, which I don't know how she has any, Carrie volunteers for Girls Inc. Metro Denver on the marketing and communications committee. She's an avid skier and a camper and can be found in the mountains of Colorado most weekends with her beautiful family. Hi, wow. Hi. <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I think you covered it. That was that was thorough. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate. Well, that. I'm just I'm just impressing you. I need to talk about camping. Hold on. Do you camp in a camper or do you like camp in a tent? Talk to me. You have a trailer and a rooftop tent, and it's like a two bedroom suite. My husband and I are in the trailer. The kids are in their castle above, and um, it's a lovely way to experience the outdoors. I think that's so nice. Like mm -hmm. I'm fine with tents. I'm not okay with tents on the ground. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I like to just pull up, unhitch, open the back, get my charcuterie board and my wine bottle open. And that's, that's how I do it. Of course you do, Some Carrie. might consider it glamping, but um, 
I love it. I love it. I love being yeah. able to do that. If anyone has a chance to have um, dinner with Miss Carrie Horn, is lucky enough as I did last night. Like, a you know everyone, you know all the restaurants, you know all the good food, just foodie wine kind of sort, knows all the good stuff, and just a lovely evening. So thank you again. That was so fun last night. Let's talk about branding and superpowers. Oh, first, your morning routine. I would love to know, and our listeners want to know, what does Carrie Horn do when she wakes up in the morning? Yeah. Well, I have two kids. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, my six-year-old typically gets up before 6 a.m. Um, so to beat him at his own game, I set my alarm for 5 a.m. because that is the quietest, most lovely hour that I can get in the day. So I usually set my alarm for five. I get out of bed and sit at my computer if I need to write something or I need a, a space to, to be able to think. That's my the best, most productive hour of the day. Um, and then I've been trying to do a little bit of running, yoga, Pilates and from that six to seven hour. Um, and then I got a couple hours with my kids where I'm doing the breakfast thing, packing the lunches for camp because it's summertime right now. Um, and just getting everyone out the door. Um, and then I, and then I come back into my, my office space and I get my diffuser on with my motivation blend and sit back down at my computer and, and start to type whatever it is, you know, answer the phone. Um, so yeah, I like, I like that first hour. I think, you know, at first I was thinking at 5am, is that an inappropriate hour to send an email to someone? Is that is it impressive or annoying? I can't, there's a balance there, but I, I'm just going to just be me and they can accept it that I'm working at 5 a.m. That's my, my genius time, you know? That's a genius time for sure. Oh, I love 5 a.m. Like the world is still quiet. Yes. You know, yes. and it's our oyster and I can, you know, have a coffee, go out of my deck and just stare at squirrels or birds yeah. or something like amazing time. Uh, you know, I do sometimes send things at 5 a.m., um, and then I usually get the response, what are you doing up so early? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what are you doing up so early? Yeah. Um, or I do the scheduled send now. So, but if mm -hmm. you get an email from me at exactly 8am, please know that that was probably really written at 5am. I just feel that I would mess that up somehow and it would come through <laughs> like 8pm and then I would be like, oh, that was like, no, I meant to send that. Okay. That didn't work. So I just... <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Well, okay. So let's talk about, we want to talk about how to build a brand with your superpower. Mm -hmm. I think branding for, for any type of entrepreneur, if you're branding a product, it's so different from branding yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get stuck and almost like we don't even know what our superpower is because it comes so naturally. Like other people know what your superpower is, but you're just like, this is who I am. Isn't everyone like this? Usually the case is no. So let's, I'd love to talk about in terms of how people find their, what, why do you need a brand? Mm -hmm. And how does that tie into how to find your superpower in that brand? Yeah, I think, you know, and that's kind of my, um, my motto for my, for bold story marketing is um, let me help you find your brand superpower. And I think um, for me, that process, that discovery process with an entrepreneur or a brand or service starting out um, starts with the questions about what are your values? Um, what was the foundation that you built your company on? Um, because that um, will inherently lead us to what's the most special and different thing about you, your service, your company, your product, 
Um, because if you can't differentiate what your brand or service does from who, you, who your known competitors are, then it's really hard to sell or to be successful and saying, this is why I'm different. This is why you hire me um, versus, a, versus a competitor. So I think, um, you know, an entrepreneur, or if you have even a small staff, um, having pride for that and, and really, really knowing that and being able to message that as you're promoting your brand is really, really important. And I think it derives the sense of pride from staff, from employees and, and for yourself to know like, this is what makes me different. Um, and to be able to go after your, your avatars, your client avatars, your, the people that you really want to work with um, and knowing what, what differentiates you and, and maybe what, what, where it doesn't make sense to work as well. Yeah, I think it's, um you know, showing and showcasing your uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And also it's easier to remember people because if not, it's just noise. Like everyone looks the same. I work with a lot of creatives, like interior designers and like wellness coaches, even like naturopathic doctors. And unless you have something different and almost becomes like a commodity, everyone mm -hmm. just looks the same. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is that one thing that's helping you stand out? I always think of like some of the, like not the best brands, but one brand, that I didn't realize how important, sorry, thinking of Lisa Loeb. Do you remember Lisa Loeb? Yeah, for sure. What, what do you remember about her, about her physically? I, I mean, I don't know. Her glasses. Her glasses. Okay. So I saw yeah, her one, totally. what's that? Totally. So I saw her one time in an interview without her glasses and I didn't know who she was. Uh-huh. You know, like little branding thing. I know that's not, maybe that's a superpower. It's probably not it's glasses, cat-eyed. But um, I think it's so important to have your uniqueness because that's also you. That's your gift, you know, coming to the world. So I love that. So so there's a way to discover what that is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's one thing that I've learned in working with entrepreneurs and small businesses is a lot of times, people might know what that is like a gut feeling um, or like a kind of like behind the scenes subconscious knowledge, but they don't take a minute to stop and really write out or really define in words, um, maybe not just a feeling, but in words, what that is. Um, and so I think for me working with clients, the first part of that process is, like I said, starting with values, but then working into what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Where are the opportunities? Where are the threats? Um, and then from that really deriving goals, objectives, and tactics. Um, so being able to really define what your superpower is or what makes you different is a great way to start with what your values are so that you can really say, now that I know who I am, now that I know what I offer that's unique to the world, I can start talking about messaging. I can start talking about what my objectives are to really showcase and, and tell people about that. Um, so I think, you know, my first steps are to really get those values straight and to say how, what's the foundation of your business? What was it built on? Why did you create it? Um, and then from there being able to build out um, what the goals, objectives, and tactics are. Um, just going back to like a basic, you know, like traditional marketing plan to be able to um, have the foundation to do some of those really nuanced tactics that um, might be specific to industry or business. Okay, so weird question. Have you ever worked with someone and you're like, oh, dude, I can't find their superpower? Like it's a real struggle. Like I can imagine, like, you're like, well, um, you sell paper towels and they sell paper towel. I got nothing. 
You like the color blue. Like, has that ever happened? That's a weird question. I don't work with those people. Um, well, that could yeah. actually be part of the vetting of who your ideal client is if they don't have anything special about them, which ever everyone listening, you have something special. Everyone has a special thing about them, right? But um, A, has, has that ever happened if you've not been able to find something? And two is, have you ever met someone and you're just like, I don't think you should be doing this? Hmm. Um. Well, one, to answer your first question, I think some people, depending on the industry um, and like how far maybe they are removed from like the world of marketing and awareness, um, I think it is hard for some people to like truly think about it. I think like if I ask people sometimes, like it might take like three or four discovery meetings to be like, okay, now I feel like we're getting to a place where we can hone in on what makes you different. Because I think some of those questions, it's like, what are your values? And they're like, I don't, um, yeah, values. I have business values. What are those? What are my, you know? And so I think it's like, it's kind of entering in where the person is at, meeting them where they're at um, in terms of discovering that. So then it's like, let's ask questions about your day or it's probably some of the same things as a coach you do to get to know your clients. Um, it's kind of like, let's let's walk through the business. Let's meet some of the staff. Let's um, talk about, you know, some of your highlight moments in your career um, to kind of get to what that special piece is. Um, and I will say that another thing that I do to really discover that is to talk to, to their clients. If, if it's a service, talk to their clients and say, what's, what's different about this person? Like, what was, what was, what was your takeaway? Um, and I have one client where I've been talking to some of his, um, some of the clients that work with him and like they verbatim say his foundational values every time. It's amazing. I'm like, well, what are your, you know, what do you love about this person? And they will like list off integrity, honesty, great communication. And I think that's where um, I'm like, you're, you're really aligning your values with what um, your clients are saying. That's amazing. It's like check, check and check. Um, but I think sometimes it's a, it might be a roundabout way to get there. You know, some people are really clear on that and then other people have a hard time articulating it. And so hopefully that's what I can do for people is help them discover that. Um, and I think looking at competitors, it's like what, what is, you know, looking at those opportunities and threats that the external world, not the internal world and saying, what are other people doing and how am I doing that differently? Um, so really getting to know your competition um, and then, and hopefully something stands out where it makes sense to say, this is what's different about me. Sure. Yeah. I'm really, honed. I think too, when you see other people, you realize how sometimes when you're in your ecosystem, you're like dome. I think of like those eco domes, where they, people, they have live it or and animals and plants and that, like you're in your dome. If you're not seeing what's going on outside you, you think this is it. This is, everyone's like this and right. Especially depending on your um, level of self-awareness. And then you go see someone and you're like, oh, well, I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe a little bit like that. And then you can kind of almost like hone in on who you are. Mm -hmm. but if you don't spend the time to do that. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, like we're running around with our hair on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're trying to get stuff flow, done. You're talking, you know, putting out fires. Um, and it is hard to take a step back and look at it. Yeah. And to also just think about what your values are. I think we all know, like some people I've asked you, I'm like, what are your core values? What's important to you? Because mm -hmm. that's where you spend your time and money and mm -hmm. how does that relate to your business? Um, you know, things like that. Some people are like, boom, here's my three, three values. This is it. Boom. Got it. Mm -hmm. My whole family knows it. We post it. Uh, <laughs> my, my, 
employees know it, they're very aware of it. And I'm like, that's great. Um, and other people are like, do you have a list or something? Like hundred percent. Yes. I love that because then it's like this oyster and there they usually pick 20 and, you know, and hone it down to like three to five, but mm-hmm. it's such a great process for them, for them to do that. So um, what, what is happening um, when you see people that, that don't know their core values their brand is they just kind of throw out what, like they see, what have you probably seen this where they see someone else's brand. They're like, that's cool. I want to be like them. So I'm just going to replicate their whole brand. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens? I think, you know, in one case in particular, I think what I saw was just um, from the outside looking in, even if upon meeting this person and really saying like, I think this person can provide the right service for me you know, your next step might be looking at Instagram, looking at the website, looking at portfolio. And if you're highly impressed with the person and there's this great energy and you feel like this is the person who's going to build my house or who's going to help my business grow, or, you know, you're sold on the person. And then you go to the website and you're like, what's going on here? Like, this isn't matching for me. Or like you go to the Instagram or you go to, you know, you sign up for the newsletter, but you never get a newsletter. And it's kind of like, well, is there going to be follow through or is there just a lot of talk here? Like there just seems to be confusion on who this person is. And then it's, it's, it's the confidence piece isn't there. It's like, is this really going to be the best fit if I can't really discern from the outside in if the follow through is going to be there, right? Um, so hopefully, once you have a conversation with someone, all your assets support that. So you can your website mimics what you say to a person, and your client testimonials are showcasing the people that have found success with you. And your Instagram is giving people education on you know your service or or industry news. And so you can say you know these these pieces are all matching. They're thought through, um, and that's how I run my business. Okay. I'm hearing consistency, trust, mm-hmm. right? this all matches up. The colors are the same, the font, the pictures, everything just, this is the same brand instead of going to the website. That's one brand. The Instagram's another brand and LinkedIn's another brand. And you're like, how do they all come together? That person looks like that's the person, but not necessarily. Um, and so it builds a lack of trust. And when there's, when humans have the feeling of there's unknowns, it creates uncertainty and it mm-hmm. creates um, unsettledness and they, they don't say yes. They're, they're mm-hmm. not raising their hand. They're like, well, maybe, I don't, I don't know. Let me just flip through. And then the noise moves in and they move on. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So can you share any fun stories about, I don't know, super fun brands you've worked with or examples of when things have just really kind of like popped in together? Anything? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the clients that I keep referencing is um, a contractor, a builder here in Denver, um, Ascent Contracting Inc. And when we started working together, it was kind of like, you know, I think what what was said to me upon meeting them was, hey, we're, we're building these beautiful houses, these dream homes for people. We're, we're doing all this amazing work. We're getting to know our clients. We have honesty, integrity, quality craftsmanship. But our brand that we're putting out there doesn't match the level of build that we're putting out there. We, we want, we want those two things to match and we know that they're not, we, and we're getting to a place, right. Where we're, we're doing amazing work, but to get to that next level, we really need to like put all these pieces together. And so over the past couple of years, as I've been working with them, 
you know, the owner has called me a few times to say, I just feel like I, I know who our brand is. And because I do, I can share that with my staff. And my staff is proud to work here because they know who we are and, and who we represent and what, what our values are. Um, and they have grown and they have done some incredible and beautiful projects. Um, in fact, they're just featured in the local home magazine for one of their incredible projects where they kind of brought together this incredible architect and designer. And um, the story was about how this team came together to, to work together to create this beautiful dream home. Um, and I think that was a that was a great story to be told that that perhaps wouldn't have been told if we hadn't been working together and we didn't know at that point who their brand was or what what they stood for and represented. Um, and so it's been really, really incredible to see their growth and and to showcase the work, right? That was like kind of like in these Google Drive folders, like you open up like these beautiful gifts where you're like, this is a beautiful home. This needs, people need to see this stuff, right? Um, and so I think it's all about, you know, pulling those pieces together and helping them tell this story. Um, and then almost working backwards where it's like, yeah, we are, we are proud of what we do. And we want to show people that and we want people to, how are people finding us, right? Like on the website, we included a piece, like, how'd you hear about us? Um, which is always a great tactic to know, like, are people finding me from Instagram, Facebook, and obviously there's digital analytics we can all analyze and look at, but um, I think some of those things that don't, you know, have a link to them, it's like word of mouth or from a friend, or I looked at you on Instagram. Um, those things are helpful to know those pieces that we're putting together, this puzzle that our brand is, is working cohesively to bring new clients and to get us bigger projects and to allow us to have this pride for what makes us different. Um, and that, that is, that is definitely the trajectory um, that has happened over time because we were able to tell that story. Yeah, uh, that's just beautiful. I thought something, and I know this is such a beautiful gift that you have. It's like you go into a business and you're like the cheerleader. You look at something, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And the entrepreneur's like, yeah, I just did that yesterday. You're like, no, really, this is amazing. And like you take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Got a document. Like, wouldn't that be great? Like I think of like some of the interior designers that I've worked with and just like following them around, be like, this fireplace? Oh my God, like this is the best fireplace I've ever, look at this, how you did this and that and the tile and they're like, yeah, I just, I do this all the time. And you're like, tell them how amazing they are and then take a picture, walk away and showcase it. Cause I think it's entrepreneurs. <laughs> we kind of just, sure. we do our stuff. I mean, as a coach, me, like sometimes like I say something and I, to me, I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but damn, that was, that was drop the mic thing. And then, you know, you say it to the client and they sit there and like, oh, that is true. And I'm like, is anyone watching this? Like, did anyone just see that? Because like for me and them, it's a moment where we're connecting and coming together um, and moving past something, right? It's a release or it's a new idea or a realization that needs to happen in order for something else to be birthed. So um, I just think it's great. I think everyone needs a Carrie Horn to come into their business. <laughs> I do think that, you know, part of my superpower is just the energy level. You know, I think I do. That's, I, I truly love what I do. And so it is exciting. Like it, it doesn't, the topic doesn't always matter. Um, but I have been thinking as we've been working together, how many synergies there are between a coach and a marketer. Um, and, and, 
you know, same thing. Part of your magic is to find people's superpowers and make sure they know what those superpowers are, right? Because to your point, it's easy to overlook them and to be like, oh, doesn't everyone do that? Everyone doesn't do that? Oh, there's, oh, okay, interesting, cool. Like, I am cool. I'm a cool person. Oh, amazing. Yes. And so I think it is partially like, I think that, you know, in terms of like giving people pride for what they do and feeling really good about coming to work or doing the work that they do every day, um, because we don't get those affirmations all the time, um, especially as an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that that somebody else being able to shed light on that or spotlight that for you is is really important. And then in turn, it's it feels good to tell other people about that and say, this is what makes me different. Um, so there's a lot of layers to finding your, your superpower, I think. Um, and I think, you know, again, on a coach level, it's a personal and kind of like an intrinsic, like, how do we, how do we leverage this? And on a marketing level, it's like, how do we tell the world? How do we tell the story? How do we, how do we not just show people, but, um, you know, have them experience it? Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's gives the, um, not just for the entrepreneur, but for the employees too, that bigger meaning mm -hmm. and that yeah. pride where they'd be like, I work there. Mm -hmm. This is their Instagram. Look at what they do. Look at who we are. Look at the integrity, the, like with the builder, look at this beautiful home. I was on this team to make this happen. And our core values are integrity and excellence and, you know, whatever the case that you choose. So it just gives, it helps tie your employees into that common goal too, which is entrepreneurs, like you need all the help you can get, such as you scale and grow is mm -hmm. you're leveraging that labor that you have and those people, your people um, to come together and have so much fun. Okay. So let's talk about mistakes you can make in branding. Like what is the worst, think of like an entrepreneur, what is like the worst mistake that they can make in branding? And there could be multiple ones where you've seen it. You're like, oh no. Besides typos on a menu, which I saw the other night at a restaurant, like I can't, it was, yeah. it was Carrie, it wasn't like printed like a hand one, like we had last night, like it was on a wall. Yeah, that's, printed. uh, that's printed. <laughs> printed. I think, you know, and I think that you, you can align with this, um, inauthenticity, you know, choosing a path that doesn't feel authentic and genuine, um, I think people see right through that immediately. So, um, and I think that's where you're, you know, you're saying before, like, are there people that you're like, you just shouldn't be doing this. I think when you can sense a little bit of like the, the genuine piece is like not matching for me here. Um, I think that's where, you know, I, I have met with people and, and, and probably not worked with them because I'm like, there's just a disconnect here of like, what you're saying, what you're doing, the service you're offering, like these things aren't matching up for me because it doesn't feel like you're being genuine about it. Um, and it, so I think that like, you know, really honing in on those true values and foundation of why people got into business or service that they're in, um, being inauthentic is, um, I think you'd be surprised at how easy it is to see through, um, you know, people that are are trying to be someone or do something that that they they shouldn't be or can't be. Um, so I think you know it, it's the reverse is true too. What's the best branding? Being authentic, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think number two for me um, would be doing something that's not sustainable in a marketing fashion, meaning starting a newsletter and then 
only sending one out or saying we need to be on Twitter and then never posting or, um, you know, kind of getting in over your head, like just manageable bite-sized. If you're going to do a newsletter and you say, we're going to do it every month, but you really know there's no way that you're going to have the time to pull the content together every month, then, then say it's going to be quarterly, like be realistic with those goals. Um, and I think especially with marketing, if you can't be consistent with it, especially on some of those social media channels or some of those ways to remarket or target your, your, the people that are already your loyalists, um, if you can't be consistent with that, I think that's a big fail. Like I would rather see no newsletter than a newsletter that comes out like every month for four months. And then it just like, you don't see it again. Um, because I think that's just, um, it, it shows, it doesn't show the follow through and like kind of the consistency piece. Um, and it doesn't serve your brand. Um, so I think those are my two, those are my two biggest problems. And then also my two biggest recommendations of how to be successful is be authentic and be consistent. Yeah. Authentic and consistency. What if like, um, what if you're an entrepreneur who's highly optimistic and thinks they have enough time to do things? Cause on average humans, um, think they can complete 33% more than they actually can on a daily basis. Did you know that? No, that's an interesting. Yeah, I think I'm more closer to like 60%. Over actually, this is why I calendar block. If you guys don't calendar block, I highly suggest like I have every minute calendar block throughout the day. Now I terrifying calendar. Terrifying. Yeah, people see they're terrified. Um, but the thing about it, it gives me such a sense of peace because I know exactly what I'm doing every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part till about four every day. And then it just depends on if I'm going to dinners or what, but, but there's so many people out there, like almost like you go to a webinar and they're like, you need a nes- newsletter, like the whole thing, the LinkedIn newsletter, you have, you have to, uh, a LinkedIn newsletter and they have to go. And it's like, yeah, but who's going to write that? Totally. It? It's called outsourcing, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I have one. <laughs> writing it. I give ideas and then my amazing copywriter takes it from there. Right. That's, that's a way I know that I won't do it every month. So I hire, I delegate, I automate, or I eliminate if I don't want to do it because the bandwidth is, as you know, you and I are both very busy ladies. We're all over Denver. We're, 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 we're doing a lot of stuff. And unless I'm not a consistent person, so I outsource all those things. So I look consistent. Totally. Um, well, and I think it's being realistic, right? I just had a conversation with a client and we were talking about putting headshots with the staff. Cause I'm like, let's bring in the human element. Like who is your brand? Let's, let's let people see who you are, read your bio, know about you a little bit more before they decide to, you know, go into business. Um, and, you know, he said, can we keep that to just the leadership? Because realistically, as I hire people, I'm not going to keep doing this, you know? Um, and so it's like, let's be realistic. Like, great, great idea. There's a, there's maybe a happy medium. Like again, maybe a monthly newsletter isn't realistic, but a quarterly newsletter could be realistic. And I think, you know, I've definitely had clients say like, we're just not going to be able to keep up with that. Like we don't have the bandwidth to do that. And so it's like, okay, cross off the list. Like that's a terrible tactic if you can't. Um, so I do think being realistic with yourself and not trying to do like 10 new things at once, like that makes it hard to even analyze like what's working. Cause it's like, oh, we did a newsletter. We have social media. We're at this event. We have this PR campaign going. And it's like, where did that, where, how do I know what's working? Um, and so I think, especially for small businesses, phasing some of those things is really great just to be, just to feel confident that you can get it done. Because I think sometimes when I work with clients, they're like, wait, we have to, we have to meet on a weekly basis. I thought I hired you. So I didn't have to do any of this. And I'm like, well, 
like, I have to get to know you before I can, you know, we can establish a voice. Um, and so just being realistic, like, Hey, that's, that's not realistic for me right now. Um, so I think, you know, really being honest with yourself and it's hard, right. Cause we want to do all the things to make us more successful. Um, but I think the consistency factor is even more important than the frequency. Yeah. We want to do all the things. And as entrepreneurs, we have new ideas. And sometimes too, I think you don't know what's going to work. So you want to try a bunch of different things, but what happens then is you're spread so thin and then you're not consistent on anything. And mm -hmm. then there's no way to really, you have very little data points because you did all the things in 30 days, 60 days, maybe if you're mm -hmm. got a lot of energy, I'm usually done in 30 days with stuff. So, so right. But like talking with someone like you or an expert is saying, okay, from my experience in this industry, this newsletters work or events work or, you know, whatever the case so that you choose like one or two, mm -hmm. and then let's try this out, see how this goes. And almost it's, it's slowing things down and being mm -hmm. intentional. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And so okay. that you can be authentic because mm -hmm. you're not exhausted when you show up on a video, a live video or something, uh, or in your blog post, um, you can tell them people haven't had a bad day and they write a blog post. I'm like, did you did you read <laughs> delete <laughs> right delete or and you and so you're available to be authentic you're available to be consistent and also that you enjoy doing it if you don't like writing yeah. don't start a blog mm -hmm. if you don't like to be on video and you're not ready yet for that don't don't please don't do that please yeah don't. yeah yes. and that comes back to that authenticity piece um, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, you know, the other piece in speaking about that is, um, being able to show your face if you are an entrepreneur and, and showcase who you are on social media. I think that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. And I think it's okay to say like, this is kind of uncomfortable, but I also want you to get to know me because you're hiring me, um, because I'm good at what I do. Um, and so I think, um, people kind of miss that human factor sometimes because it's like, oh, well, I don't need the spotlight and, um, I don't need to be showcased, but it's like, that's why people hire you. Um, especially if, you know, you're offering a service as a solo opener or, um, you know, uh, they're hiring you because they like you. Um, and so I think the people that are like kind of nervous to showcase that it's, it, that makes it hard to tell the story, I think too. Yeah, it takes it. I mean, I, I've heard, and I'm sure you potentially agree with this, is that if you don't have a face to the business, the business is soulless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we do business not with businesses, we do business with people. Mm -hmm. And I need to know, like, and trust you. Yeah. And if you don't want to show your face, that's fine. It's just going to be harder for me to trust you and for yeah. me to even reach out to you. Because I know, too, is I connect in uh, really strongly with people when I see their faces and especially their eyes. Hmm. And so that's, that's important, but I understand the shy factor. I mean, I've seen some entrepreneurs just show their hands with doing things, hmm. which is it's step one, step one, yeah. <laughs> we'll all get there. We'll all get there. But um, so, Carrie, this has been so nice. What, how can people find you? What's the best way to find you? Yeah. Um, I am on online, got a website, boldstorymarketing.com. Um, I like to, I like to do the update thing on LinkedIn as well. Um, Carrie Ann Horn and, um, you know, Instagram, I'm there too, bold.story.marketing. Um, and always on email, Carrie at boldstorymarketing.com. I love it. I love that you said you have a website. Wouldn't it be funny if you're like, and I don't do websites. <laughs> have one and be like, oh, Hey, I'm you're actually for our business. 
Yeah, it's like um, people find me by word of mouth. I'm like, cool, you still need a website. But it turns out, <laughs> don't no? need a website. Sorry, 2022 yeah. as of right now, you need a website. <laughs> but um, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Always lovely to spend time with you. Oh, the same. All right. And thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.